You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. We'll go into the Word. How many people love the Word? The Word has a way of changing us. You see, there is, there is a kind of glory that God releases through His Word. As you spend time in his word, there is something, there is a glory that enters into your life. As you worship him as well, there is a glory that enters into you. As you pray, there is a glory that enters into you. So anyway, <laughs> we're together. Huh? Some of you came early enough to pray. There was a glory that was deposited into you. And then, during the worship, there is a glory. Now the word will bring another glory into your life. Okay? Yeah. So each time, I want us to grow very quickly. You cannot be a baby for too long. Okay? Stop it. How do you know? You can tell someone is a baby by the way they behave. Some people always grumbling, always complaining, always, that's childish. Hallelujah. Okay, I want, to sh I want us to look at the word of God, but I want to title this, pay attention to your heart. Okay? Say, pay attention to your heart. You need to pay attention to your heart if you are going to walk with God. If you, want to, if you want to really love God and you want to walk, you want to have a solid walk with the Lord, you must pay attention to your heart. You cannot afford to allow your heart to just behave the way it wants to behave. You cannot just allow everything to come into your heart and settle there. You get my point. In Proverbs chapter 4, um, in Proverbs chapter 4, it says, uh, keep your heart with all diligence. Yes? Mm -hmm. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Keep your heart with all diligence. In other words, you need to be careful. You need to be careful of what goes on in your heart. Proverbs 4.23 Keep your heart. Keep your heart with how many, how much diligence? All diligence. All diligence. All diligence. diligence requires, it, it connotes effort. Am I correct? Yeah. Diligence connotes effort. That means you, you cannot be diligent without doing anything. Am I correct? You cannot be diligent by mistake or by accident. You, 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 no, no, no. Diligence requires intentionality. Am I correct? It requires effort. And it requires consistency. So, keep your heart with all diligence. Means you need to continue to pay attention to what goes on in your heart. Pay attention. Pay attention to what goes on in your heart. The reason why many people cannot 
see from God is because they don't pay attention to their heart. The reason many people cannot grow in the things of God is because they are not paying attention to their hearts. I'm telling you. Their heart is vital in your relationship with God. He's constantly looking at the heart. Constantly looking into our hearts. But guess what? Religion doesn't pay attention to the heart. Religion pays attention to the outward appearance. Yeah, it pays attention. Do you, you know, do you have the right haircut? Do you? That, that, that's religion for you. Hmm? That's religion. Religion pays attention. Okay, let me see. How she's going to look at that person. Okay. Let me see how. Is he going to greet me or not? That, okay, what will the greeting add to your life? Huh? If you are not greeted, so what? What have you lost? Because somebody didn't say hi to you. Have you? No. So, you allow the enemy to now sow a seed in your heart because of someone's behavior. Can you imagine that? Because you don't pay attention to your heart. If we pay attention to our hearts, there will be no jealousy. Am I correct? Yeah. There will be no jealousy if you pay attention to your heart. Where will it enter from? He might whisper it to your ear, but if you pay attention, it won't get into your heart. Okay? It won't get into your heart. But what many people do is that whatever comes finds accommodation in the heart. Finds accommodation. And they don't know how that, be, that complicates their relationship with God. They don't see the connection. But it's vital. Keep your heart with all diligence. For out of it spring the issues of life. We know the scripture. But we don't really know it. Because if you really know it, you will practice it. <coughs> Amen? There have been times that I have had to pray to God for weeks about my heart. I'm just telling you. Because sometimes you find that, okay, this person is doing this and doing this and it is robbing you in a particular way and you know, you... What you do at that time? You, you, you now begin to attack the person? No. That's the time for you to say, why am I feeling this way? Why am I reacting this way? 
Why is it affecting me this way? It's an indication of the condition of your heart. Believe you me. So because of that, I've had to take certain things to God. Nobody knows. Just between I and God. Lord, help me. I know I should not accommodate this. But why am I feeling like this? Why is this behavior causing this kind of reaction inside me? Why is my heart responding like this? I begin to work on it. I pray about it. And I'm telling you before God, sometimes for weeks before I get breakthrough. But, I, but that can only happen if I'm diligent. Because if you're not diligent, you won't know. Everybody is wrong except you. Huh? Everybody else is wrong. But you are okay. That's pride. That's deception. Hmm? Some will get offended at the message. They will get offended at the, you know, anything can offend some people. attention to your heart. Touch, touch someone. Say, pay attention. Pay attention to your heart. Yeah. Pay attention to what goes on in your heart. I'm telling you. If you want to go far with God, you must heed what I'm saying. Because there are things God wants to do in our lives. There are things God wants to do through us, but our hearts are not ready. Our hearts are not ready. I'm telling you before God. We're not ready. There are some of us, somebody makes a mistake the way you deal with them. Huh? It's as if you have now become the acting God. You know? You know? You know, there are times that they... The, the president is out of town, and then there is the acting, right? There is the, the deputy president becomes the acting president, correct? So he begins, he, I mean, he, the constitution empowers him. So some of us, we have assumed the position of acting God. This God, is, God has traveled. God has traveled, you have taken his place and you are acting on his behalf to sort this matter out. Why? It's our heart. It's the pride of our heart that makes us think that we are in a position to act in the place of God. Oh, my Lord. Hmm. Well, when you meet him, you will explain to him <laughs> when he gave you that mandate. Yes? Are you ready for that? But you know he will ask you. Yeah. So when did I ask you to deputize for me? 
Huh? <laughs> okay. He said, cool. You've taken over. Hmm? And yet, you make mistakes. Yeah. Now, deputy God that makes mistakes. <laughs> huh? Why do you make mistakes? Don't make any mistakes. If you are going to deputize for him, don't make any mistakes. All right? Are you ready for that? Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, pay attention to your heart. I don't care what it is. Do you understand me? I don't care what it is. Pay attention. And there are times you are officially wronged by somebody. I mean, like, legitimately. <laughs> legitimately wronged. But even in handling that, pay attention. Pay attention. The fact that somebody is wrong does not mean it does not give you the license to behave anyhow. Haven't you seen situations where somebody did something wrong, huh? and then the person that is wronged behave in a particular way that that person becomes the wrong person? Haven't you seen that before? Okay, somebody stole from you, right? The person stole from you, and then you now decide to chase that person. You get a gun, pull the trigger. Who is right? No one is right. Yeah, two wrongs don't make a right. So you can't allow the fact that somebody has wronged you now cause you to get into the same side with them. No, don't. But if you don't pay attention to your heart, that's where it will take you to. Amen? So, if you're going to walk with God, pay attention to your heart. Glory to God. Amen. The heart is vital. Let's look at uh, the Bible. Let's look at Deuteronomy. Or before Deuteronomy, let's look at Mark. Mark, Mark chapter 12. Someone came and asked Jesus a question. In verse 28 of Mark chapter 12, it says, Then one of the scribes came, having heard them reasoning together, 
perceiving that he had answered them well, asked him, which is the first of all commandments? Which is the first? In other words, which is the greatest? Do you understand me? Which is the foremost of all commandments? Look at what Jesus said. Jesus answered him, the first of all commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. This Jesus was quoting from Deuteronomy chapter 6, the Shema. This is important in the life of every Jew. Every Jew. As the mother is breastfeeding the baby, okay, as she's breastfeeding the baby, she's reciting the Shema to the baby. <coughs> the Lord thy God is one. Hear, O Israel, the Lord thy God is one. And then he says, the next, next verse, he says, And you shall love the Lord your God with what? All your heart. All your heart. So, which is the foremost? Which is the most important? Which one is more important? He says, the Lord your God is one. And you shall love him with all your heart. Loving God is more important than having the right dress code. I'm not saying you just dress loosely, but I'm saying... Stop looking at people. What's your business? Love the Lord your God with all your heart. So when you begin to look at people and you begin to assess their spirituality, from the way they look, you are proud and deceived. And you are a Pharisee whose heart is corrupt and is rotten inside. That's why Jesus couldn't stand them. He couldn't stand them. He says, you take care of the outside. You pay, you pay attention to the outward appearance. Yet inside you, you are full of dead men's bones. Stinking. That's their heart he's describing. Their heart is stinking before God. So their prayer is an abomination to God. Their religiosity is taking them to hell. And they don't even know. They are in church and going to hell from church. They die and we give them a Christian burial. And they are well received in hell by demons. Why? They wouldn't pay attention to their hearts. Wicked people in the house of God. I'll tell you the truth. 
after this, you can stone me. <laughs> but I will tell you, I will not keep quiet. There's nothing that can keep me quiet. I'm telling you, this is the thing that is hindering the move of God in our nation. We are not dealing with our hearts. We're not dealing with our hearts. We're trying to deal with people, but we ignore ourselves. Stop it. Pay attention. In other words, there's something going on in your heart. If you don't pay attention, you will just wake up one day and discover that you're in the wrong place. Do you understand? Your reality will be opposite to what God promised you. There is what is known in, 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 in scripture, in biblical interpretation, there's what is known as the, the um, positional truths and experiential truths. So a lot of us are experts at positional truths. So a positional truth, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Come on. That's a positional truth. And that is true. It's not a lie. Yes? If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. That is true. It's a positional truth. I am seated with Christ in the heavenly places. That's a positional truth. It is very true. Absolutely true. Okay? I am. You can. There are so many of them. So many of them in the scriptures. All right? Because of what Jesus has done, I am blessed with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places where? In Christ. That is a positional truth. Now, let's come to your experience. What is happening? What is happening in your daily life? Is your experience In alignment with your positional truth. Huh? Are you at the place where all your needs have been met? Not yet. So, that means there's something you are still not getting right. Am I correct? Let's not fool ourselves. At least, if someone deceives you, you know you were deceived by somebody. Okay? But if we fool ourselves, there's no hope for us. Hallelujah. See, that's why you need to, to stay in this kind of place so that you can grow quickly in the spirit. Because these are the things that will cause, give you spiritual age. Yeah. There are some things that don't add anything to your life, to be very honest. They don't add, they, ju they just excite your emotions. Yeah. And you, 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 emotional excitement and spiritual stature are two different things. There's a place for emotions, though. Make no mistake about it. I, I can be emotional as well. In fact, even God is emotional. You see that in the Bible many times. Okay. But the point is that 
Is the word you are receiving really addressing your spirit? Is it really nourishing your spirit? Is it really forming your stature in the spirit? Can you sit down and receive this glory for one hour and you get up 42 years older in the spirit? That's what we're talking about. And so if you just wake up uh, today, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I think I need to chill today. Minus 42 years. No, it, no, I'm serious. Minus. Ah, uh, Pastor, you're being legalistic now. No, it's a choice. It's not about legalism. But you need to make an informed choice. I'm telling you the truth so that when you make a decision, you are making an informed decision. So when you decide to minus 42, you know it is a decision you made. You chose it. And nobody will take that away from you. In fact, God will even sanction your decision. They say, oh, you chose this? Ah. Come on. Yeah. So, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart. I want to stop there. I don't want to go further. With all your heart. Because it's the, it's the state of the heart will determine how you love God. Yeah, it will determine. So, many of us think we love God, but our heart condition says otherwise. condition says otherwise. And did you know that the state of your heart will determine what you can achieve for God? The state of your heart will determine what you can receive from God. Hallelujah. The state of your heart will determine what God can entrust you with. Huh? The state of your heart will determine what you, God will allow you to experience in the spirit. The state of your heart. Hmm? Let me show you a few scriptures. Blessed are the pure in heart. For. Come on. Blessed are the pure in heart. For they shall. What does that say to you? The state of your heart will determine your ability to see. So your heart is linked to your vision, your capacity for vision. Hallelujah. Yeah. So when Jesus was teaching in Matthew chapter 5 verse 8, and he said, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. This man, what are you saying? So he said, look, pay attention. Huh? Don't allow dead men's bones inside your heart. Okay, get rid of it. Flush it. Come on. Yeah, get rid of it. 
because we accommodate things we should not accommodate. Somebody comes, hey, have you heard? I say, hey, wow, are you serious? Tell me something. Ah, okay, we need to pray. People that use, use, use gossip for prayer point. You need, <laughs> you need a heart cleansing. A heart cleansing. Uh, have you heard? So what is happening with? Um, let us pray. Huh? We need to pray. Huh? We need to pray for Josh. Hmm? Do you notice the way he's sitting with his wife? <laughs> he, he didn't even look at her. You know, and he's just, he just, we need to pray for them. Things are not okay. Let us pray. Busy body. And that's what the Bible calls you. Busybody. Huh? Holy Ghost police. <laughs> huh? You want to police everybody. Yeah? Instead of paying attention to your heart. Huh? And saying, why am I thinking this? about Josh. There must be something wrong with me. Not with Josh. With you. That's what you should be saying. So when you notice that, that's a time to go into prayer. Honestly, if you will pay heed, if you will heed this, you will experience God in ways you never imagined. Amen? You go to work, oh, you see this person, ah, this person, hey, if only my wife were like this. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 let's go there. <laughs> I'm not going to leave that because I just picked something now. Let's dwell there. Ah, yeah, if only my wife were like this. I will be a happier man. Why is that in your heart? Why? Pay attention. That's the time to go and cry before God. And say, God, I don't know how this thing came into my heart. Please help me, deliver me, save me. Save me from this nonsense. Yeah. That's how it starts. That's how it starts. Now we have Christians who are polygamists. Speaking in tongues. What, what? If you don't pay attention to your heart, it will take you to where you never dreamt. I'm telling you. Yeah. You think you are strong. 
You are strong enough to keep yourself. You say, no, I know myself. I know what I can do and what I cannot do. You don't know your heart. You don't know the evil in your heart. The heart of man is deceitful and desperately wicked. And don't come and tell me, no, that's the Old Testament heart. In the New Testament now, you know, it's not like that. Oh. Jesus said, out of the heart, huh? out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. He says, from the heart, produce, produces adulteries. It's from the heart. It's amazing. The heart, it's terrible if you ignore it. You just leave it to grow on its own. You don't pay attention. You don't pay attention. And you want to love God. Before you know it, Satan will plant something in your heart that will stop you from serving God. I'm telling you. People have walked away from, from, from God's presence. Because of the state of their heart. Satan sowed something. It was a little seed. They didn't know when it germinated. Over time it was growing. Growing, growing, growing. Then the next thing. They begin to behave in ways. You say, but when did this person? This person always used to be a good person. That's, why, that's where you are mistaken. Because you are looking at outward appearance. These are the things that corrupt our worship. These are the things that, that affect our prayers. Huh? These are the things that affect our spiritual growth. These are the things that affect our faith. The heart. Let's look at that scripture. I think in Mark, where Jesus said, out of out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks he says for out of the heart he also said it in Matthew um, I think in Matthew is it 11 or 15 let's see All right, 15. Matthew, he says, from verse 1, the scribes and the Pharisees who were at Jerusalem came to Jesus saying, why do your disciples transgress the tra uh, tradition of the elders? For they do not wash their hands when they eat bread. This, this is serious. They're eating bread without washing their hands. Huh? Can, you, can, can you imagine such a thing? This, this, Jesus. Now, you read this now, you think that is for hygienic purposes. No, no, no. They're not interested in hygiene. They're interested in tradition. This was a ceremonial washing of the hands. It was a, cer a ceremony. And the the disciples of Jesus, they just go, thank you, Father, and then they just eat the thing. <laughs> I said, what is this? 
So they were upset about it and they went to question Jesus. And he answered and said to them, Why do you also transgress the commandment of God? Because of your tradition. For God commanded you saying, Honor your father and your mother. And he who curses his father or mother, let him be put to death. But you say, Whoever says to his father or mother, Whatever profit you might have received from me is a gift to God. Then he need not honor the father or mother. Thus you have made the commandment of God of no effect by your tradition. Then, hypocrite. Here is a favorite word that God, uh, Jesus uses to describe these church people. Hypocrites. Huh? So sometimes, you know, people say, oh, there are too many hypocrites in church. Maybe they are right. Hypocrites. Uh, these are church people. Church leaders. Hmm? Well did Isaiah prophesy about you, saying, These people draw near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips. But what? Their heart is far from me. Can you see that? So the heart can affect your worship. The heart can affect your worship. So you can sing, hallelujah, melodiously. You sing you, and you even break the glass with your voice. <laughs> that is nothing to God if your heart is not pure. Your heart must be right, okay? Look at verse 9, he says, And in vain they worship me. Can you see? So it's possible to worship in vain. When you don't pay attention to your heart, your worship is likely to be in vain. Do you want to worship in vain? Then pay attention to your heart. What goes on there matters. Hmm? What goes on there matters. Why do you get offended at the word of God sometimes? Why do you react the way you react sometimes? When you are corrected, why do you behave the way you do? When things don't go your way, why do you behave like that? Why are you mad at people who don't measure up to your standard? Who are you to set the standard for people? Deputy God. Congratulations for your new appointment. Huh? Yeah. Your new appointment as deputy God. I don't know when you were sworn in. Sworn into office. <laughs> you need to show us <laughs> the video clip of that ceremony where you were now sworn in as deputy God. Hallelujah. In vain they worship me. Say, Lord, may my worship not be in vain. I don't want my worship to be in vain. It must not be in vain. Hallelujah. The Lord wants us to worship him, but not in vain. Teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. Can you see that? The commandments of men. I, I grew up in a traditional uh, Pentecostal church where 
they used to teach as doctrines, the commandments of men. And I remember those days, my early days, my teenage years, with all my zeal, when I would be looking at some ladies, I said, look at her, Je Jezebel. <laughs> ah, I'm, I'm serious. Yeah? Huh? Jezebel. That is that the only person in the scriptures that used makeup was Jezebel. <laughs> look at her. God made her beautiful. And yet, she's look at her. Look. Hmm? No, I'm serious. God has forgiven me. I've repented. <laughs> so I can talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Huh? Sometimes I, I, I'm amazed. I even see some people on social media t talking about some nonsense. Yeah. Huh? People are, they're jobless. <laughs> I'm serious. If she wears wigs, how does that concern you? <laughs> if she doesn't, how does that affect you? Tell me for God's sake. Yeah, God, God made you natural. You are so beautiful. <laughs> Mind your business. Huh? Is she your wife? Huh? Why should she, leave, should she live according to your preference? Who are you? Stop this nonsense. Christian policemen. <laughs> huh? It's nonsense. And I, say, and, uh, I even heard of this man that if a woman wears a wig, she won't, he won't talk to her. He doesn't. Who is he? Why should she talk to him? He doesn't deserve her to talk to him. That is nonsense. Whether you are a celebrity, that, do, that doesn't make what you say right. Do you understand me? So, daughters of God, you are liberated from all this nonsense. Do you understand me? By divine decree, I declare you free from the opinions of men. Yeah. Don't allow anyone to enslave you by their myopic mindset. And traditions of men that have nothing to do with God. Instead of paying attention to the state of your heart and looking at your hairdo, whatever you like, you do it. Just glorify God in it. The Bible says, Whatever you do, whether in word or in deed, do it unto who? God, not unto any man. That's nonsense. Pay attention. <laughs> Pay attention to your heart. These are things of the heart we're talking about. And sometimes when they're talking, and you, 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 you will even join in the conversation. You better keep quiet. Because you don't know the nonsense that they're talking. If you are not sure, don't join them. Keep quiet. Amen? If anything, pray for them.
that God will open their eyes. Say, you know, you, it's because you have lost your identity. When did hair become identity? Please tell me, somebody tell me. When? Huh? So people that have cancer and go through chemo and have no hair, have no identity. Is that what you're telling me? I don't like this nonsense. There's no, there's no scriptural basis for that. I used to be deceived like that, so we'll pray for them. <laughs> One day God will open their eyes. Amen? Yeah. Those days, <laughs> no, let me not go there. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Look at what Jesus said in verse 10. He says, and when he had called the multitude to himself, he said to them, hear and understand. Not what goes into the mouth defiles a man, but what comes out. Huh? Of the mouth defiles the man. So in other words, what you say can either clean you or stain you. Yes? So be careful what you say. You can't just say, oh, well, you know, it doesn't matter, you know. Uh, how do they put it? Sticks and... Sticks and stones don't break my bones. They will break your life. Not just your bones, your life. They will break your life. Hallelujah. Hmm? Glory, glory, glory. Now, let's skip to verse 18. It says, but those things which proceed out of the mouth come from where? Oh. I just said it. I didn't mean it. Okay. You didn't mean it. Those things that proceed out of the mouth come from? And those are the things that defile. Yes? Those are the things that defile the man. So if you want your life to be clean, if you want your heart to be clean, if you want your life to be pure, be careful what you say. Be careful what you say. There are times I've had to go and repent after I have said certain things. Out of carelessness. Do you understand? It says, be quick to hear and slow to speak. Yes? In the multitude of words, there is no one for sin. That's what the Bible says. All the time. He says, when you see that, sin is always... So, if you have the gift of Huh? If you have the gift of fill your heart with the word of God. Amen. So that you just the word will just be coming out, coming out, coming out. 
But if, if you don't fill it with the word, you will find yourself sinning all the time. And this is not to, to condemn you, you know, because you, you talk much. It's, it's okay. You were made like that. It's a gift. Come on. Some of us don't have that gift. Yeah, it is a gift. And it, it, in God's scheme of things, it has its place. Yeah, it has its place. But I'm just telling you how to handle that, how to manage it. Fill your heart with the word of God. Spend hours reading your Bible. Okay? Less time in front of the TV. More time in front of your Bible. That will help you to manage that gift. Somebody do this. Yeah, it's a gift. Say it's a gift. Yeah. Manage it well. Yeah. So what you put inside is what will come out. Hallelujah. Let's read on. We'll, we'll, I, I think we need to round up. Let's read on. Say, is it, okay, let's read it. One, two, three. For out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witnesses, blasphemies. My goodness. All from the heart. The person looks beautiful. Sanctimonious. Holy. Shikabahaya. Huh? Come on. When the person sings, even angels dance. Hallelujah. Hey. Angels dance when the person sings. But out of the heart. What are your imaginations concerning your brother? What are your imaginations concerning your sister? What are your imaginations concerning your boss? What are your imaginations concerning your colleague? God is looking. God is looking. And you better pay attention because God pays attention. Okay? He pays attention and it will be foolish for you not to pay attention. Is the heart important? Very important. Why? If you don't pay attention, you know what? It will affect your faith. Let me show you. Mark 11. Mark 11, 23. Are we there? All right, say, most assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not what? Doubt. Doubt. Where? In his heart. In his heart yes. But believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Where is doubt? In the heart. If you don't pay attention to your heart, doubt will settle there. And you'll be, in the name of Jesus, get out, move, mountain, move, in the name of Jesus. And the mountain is saying, you are the one to move, <laughs> not me. 
Huh? The mountain is the one resisting you. And say, who are you to cast me? Hmm? Huh? In the name of Jesus, the Bible says, whatever. I say, uh-huh. The Bible says, uh-huh. Did you read it well? Hmm? Did you read it well? And does not doubt in his heart. With that doubt in your heart, you are trying to command me. You better repent. Because if I deal with you, even God will bless me. <laughs> That's how the devil talks about some people. Yeah. Why? Because we don't pay attention to our hearts. We don't pay attention to our hearts. These things. If you cultivate the habit and the discipline of paying attention to your heart, to what goes on in your heart, I'm telling you, you will start seeing more results in your prayers. I'm telling you, some of us are struggling for too long. Some of us, our prayers are not answered, not because God is against, uh, is, is, is not hearing our prayers. God is waiting for us to pay attention. Pay attention. Pray about your heart. What is the state of your heart? You don't know. You don't pay attention to your heart. I pay a lot of attention to my heart. When I see strange things coming in, quickly, I start responding. And many times, I've experienced deliverance. I'm telling you, deliverance. I remember years ago, in my 20s, I just had, there was this, the devil sowed a seed into my heart. All right? My friend, he's engaged to this lady. And, you know, I mean, we're friends. But then I noticed something happening in my heart. Now, this is somebody else's. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. Yeah, you guys are too smart. You are too experienced. That's what I can see. You are too experienced. You have, you have already, you already know the conclusion of the story. By virtue of experience. Yeah. But I want you to see how this thing works. Because I learned this by experience that day. Years ago, I was in Gambia. You know? And it's like, I just noticed th th this, this strong pull towards this person. And I know this, is per this person is preparing to get married to my friend. Yeah, look at me well. <laughs> it's like, Pastor, you mean you can have this kind of feeling? Yes. I had it. Yes. But guess what? I noticed that she had the same feeling. Not only me. Yeah. Some, there are some feelings you can see. Hallelujah. And I noticed it's like magnet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Come on. Yes. 
He was pulling, pulling, pulling. And you know what? I learned this by experience. I said, Eric, this is wrong. You shouldn't have this. So you know what? I went to God in my room. I knelt down and I said, God, please, I don't understand what is happening. But this, I know is wrong. Yeah. You understand? I said, this, I know is wrong. I don't know how to deal with it, but I'm coming to you. Please help me, Lord. Please help me. Yeah. Do you know, before God, I just felt something get out of me. I'm telling you, supernatural. It just left me like that. And then I say, oh my God. So this is what happens to people. Huh? This is what, that is how I got delivered. But what if I didn't pay attention to my heart? It would have just been, oh, you know, I couldn't resist it. I tried my best. Even God knows. Huh? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I, it's, I mean, we have grace. We have grace, man. The grace of God, man. Huh? We, 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 we will have every kind of thing, scripture, to even accommodate that. But before God, I got delivered instantly. From that time, I started paying attention. I noticed. So anytime I see something, it might not be lustful. Sometimes it is greed. Amen? Sometimes there's just all kinds of things the enemy can just sow into your heart. And you don't realize that this is the work of the enemy. You think it's normal. Because you don't pay attention, it is like part of you. You are used to it. This is who I am. Huh? That's, why, that's how come some people feel like they are a man trapped in a woman's body. It's not, it, it, it's from the heart. I'm telling you before God. So from that time, anytime I notice something, I go before God. Lord. Help me. I, this is tough. There are some that are tougher than others. But I found that every time I go to God, He always delivers me. He always helps me. You know? Sometimes people have said all kinds of things about me, and I know they're lying. And it hurts me. What do I do? I take it before God. I say, Lord, this is what they're saying. But you know, that is not true. I cannot afford to allow this thing affect my relationship with you. Lord, help me. Help me here. I'm laying this before you. And I'm telling you, God has rescued me numberless times. Countless times. Because I'm paying attention to my heart. And I'll not say I always got it right, but I'm making progress. I'm making progress. Hallelujah. Sometimes it was fear. Sometimes it's not even, sometimes it's just fear. You just find this fear in your heart. It just comes. And before, because of that, you cannot take steps that God is asking you to take. You just 
go before God and start praying. Let God break that thing. Pay attention to your heart. Sometimes it is anxiety. Do you understand? I'm telling you, your heart. <laughs> what goes on there is you, you won't believe it. What goes on? Anxiety. You don't fast. <laughs> you, you, you are so stressed. Nothing. Nothing. The wall is not falling apart. Nothing is. But you cannot be at peace. Take it before the Lord. Pay attention. Sometimes, I've seen it on some people in church, negativity. Huh? There are some people, they are just negative. So, whatever happens, they are always, they are, it's like default setting is negative. I'm telling you, it's in the heart, it's from the heart. So because of that, they are not able to progress with God. Somebody comes and gives a testimony. Oh, praise the Lord, man. God did this for me. You know, their response will be negative. It's like, ah, is that, so is that God? How can that be God? Can't you, do you remember? Then they bring things. And you now begin to doubt. What did I so this is not God. I, I, I thought it was God. They have God. The Satan has used them to confuse somebody's testimony. I'm telling you. I've seen it in church. All these things I'm talking about, they're real. And I've learned these things by experience. I didn't read this anywhere. I'm telling you what I have learned. Walking with God and with God's people. They are present in the body of Christ. Pay attention. Touch your neighbor. Say, pay attention. pay attention. I think I've said enough. Hallelujah. If we're going to love God with all our hearts, we must pay attention. Let's rise up on our feet. Come on. Talk to the Lord. Say, Lord, help me. Help me. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.